and welcome to Cancrea, home of Canada's queer media. My name is Luke Smith. My name is Sebastian. And once a year, we take an annual pilgrimage mm-hmm. from the comfort of our own homes to watch the longest-running and quite often the world's largest global audience yes. singing competition, yes. which has in many occasions been called the Gay Games, except there is an actual Gay Games. There's an actual Gay Games, which does have more participants than the actual Olympics. Yes, yeah. on, on occasion. Yeah. We are referring to uh, the incredible performances from last weekend of Eurovision 2021. Yeah. Did you have a good time watching Eurovision? I had a fantastic time. I usually do. Every so often there's a year which is shockingly boring, but this was not that year. There was a lot of there's a lot of good stuff happening there. Yeah. You know, what I thought jumped out at me about Eurovision this year is it was you know, we're still in a pandemic. These things are still happening. The yes. audience was much lower. There wasn't a mosh pit at the front. You mm-hmm. saw less flags. People were sort of evenly spaced. And uh, the audience was also kept in the dark. You couldn't really see if anybody was even holding a flag, let alone mm. what was in their hands. It was all like blue lighting and glow sticks. You, yeah. There was not a lot of... You couldn't really see what was happening there. So we didn't have quite the club-like atmosphere as it's had in the in the past, but the performances were fantastic. We also didn't see any... Uh, Stage invasions? Stage invasions, but I was going to call them like rebel flags. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. autonomous zones, like the, the, the Catalonian flag. We did see Iceland, who actually, um, for, this, for the final, they were recording in, this, in a separate location because somebody on their team tested positive for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So they were isolated from the rest and not on site. Uh, so were, I think, three other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of them, one of them had test positive as well, and uh, the other two were in the same hotel. So they were in an abundance of caution. I think Poland was one of them, for example. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so they weren't there. But when the camera sort of switched to the green room where they were waiting, we saw the pan flag. Yes. Uh, which is the flag for those who identify as pansexual. That's folks who don't differ based on uh, any understanding of gender or mm. uh, um, uh, the sort of gender binary. Not somebody sexually attracted to uh, cooking wear. So, important distinction. You've done that old joke before, yes. I have done that old joke before. Right, <laughs> let's start off with some good news. I want to... Normally, we're, we're full to the rafters with CanCon. Big promoters yeah. of Canadian queer music. Not Although, this week. Actually, I will say, uh, this was not a good year for weird moments. Like, there was no Epic Sax Guy. There was no... Epic Sax Guy was there, though. He was there. He was the 12 points guy representing He Malta. was the Jura announcing... Yeah. Uh, the, and he did for, a little yeah. saxophone solo. I was very happy in my heart. But anyway, uh, it, the, no crazy, usual, over-the-top, what-were-they-thinking Eurovision moments, musically speaking. Mm. But to, uh, this was a fantastic year for the scoring because... It became very clear during the judges' scoring who was going to win. And then as the audience score came in, it just turned over. So if you love tension and, you know, dark horse winners and people coming out of nowhere, somebody going from third to last to number one in a second, like, oh, it was a good year. Canadians can watch the Eurovision final on Omni, uh, which is, I think, a Bell product. And, but most importantly, you can actually see the live stream of the grand final on mm. Eurovision 2021's 
uh, a YouTube stream. Yes. So you can go and check it out and uh, catch up with that if you so feel the urge. We'll be playing some of the songs that really jumped out to us, mm -hmm. including the winner later today. So for those who maybe don't have the patience, you can get a, <laughs> a taste of what Eurovision is about. All right, let's jump to our first two tracks. This is Finland and Iceland. Mm -hmm. Now, when we were watching it, I think we described Finland as like Scandinavian Limp Biscuit. I described them as Finnish Limp Biscuit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that was my thing. And then Iceland, uh, they were actually last year's contestants and they got to go back again. And as you're watching them, they have such a Scandinavian sense of humor because they're all completely stone-faced. There's no reaction until they do, at which point they have these, like, goofy cartoonish looks on their face. They're absolutely delightful. They're kind of a... They don't sing comedy songs, but there's comedy in the performance. Hmm. Like, I'm thinking Peter Gabriel, but I don't know if people are, are old enough to remember Peter Gabriel's performances. Very well, serious music, but performed goofy. It's fantastic. Yeah. The, the music video is great. This is, uh, we're playing now with Blind Channel uh, and their track Dark Side from Finland, and then 10 Years by the artist from Iceland, who I can't pronounce. So we are, we'll be back <laughs> just after this.
We've been together for a decade now. Still afraid I am loving you more. If I could do it all again, I'd probably do it all the same as before. to Can Queer Home of Canada's Queer Media. We had a bit of confusion. Oh, what was that? Because there was a story in the CBC oh, yes, about a school board in London. Oh, this took 10 minutes and to resolve. the Thames Valley District School Board yeah. uh, has announced, and this is, first of all, it's a good news story regardless of where it came from. Mm. And essentially the Thames Valley District School Board has decided that transgender, non-binary and genderqueer students interested in updating their preferred or chosen names on digital platforms mm-hmm. are able to do so. There's just a quick online form mm-hmm. or they shoot an email. This is something, again, this is another instance of, um, this is something by request for the trans community and gender non-binary community, but it kind of affects everyone. Because, like, I actually go by my legal middle name. Mm, same here. And Where Secret Nicholas is. Yeah, both of us are Secret Nicks. And I would love it if more places had legal first name, open bracket, preferred name, close bracket. And it, it's not even about, in our case, it's not even about gender identity or anything. No. You also have people where, like, you know, their their legal name is something in Chinese that everybody mispronounces. And they're like, just call me Ted. So... Oh, you know, what if your name was Lindsay and you had your camera off? How is someone supposed to know if you're a male Lindsay or a female Lindsay? We've talked about... Because it's a uh, gender neutral name. Leslie? Leslie? Sam? 
Hillary is traditionally a man's yeah. name. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. I mean, they can help all these people out. So um, it was great news. It's for like Google Meet, Google Classroom, Brightspace, I think is one of the platforms they use. Mm-hmm. But I think it echoes a trend. You know, we were talking about preferred pronouns, the gay community. Yeah. I'm talking about it for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now last week we saw Instagram rolling out uh, preferred pronouns into the app. So you can just indicate quick and easy. Twitter mm. followed Instagram and has also rolled out preferred pronouns into that app. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a very strong step in the right direction. I'm excited about it. Uh, I want to touch on some not-so-great news that we saw yeah. um, coming out of Canada. This is a story that kind of went all over the world. Uh, there is the Royal Bay Secondary School in Colwood, British Columbia. Okay. Now, at this school... The uh, student group that they were able to paint a rainbow crosswalk at this school. Yes. It hadn't even been three days. Mm. And a big old group of about 20 odd people came and vandalized this crosswalk at the dead of night. This is an unambiguous one because we've had arguments before about uh, tire tire burnouts and stuff. Honestly, I'm starting to suspect there's something about the ink and the paint that that melts tires because it is weirdly common. It shouldn't be that easy. Even if it's on purpose, it shouldn't be that easy. This is people spray painting words. This is unambiguous. It it was F gays. Yes. And it also had the the homophobic F-bomb. Mm. Um, which I'm not going to say on air, but uh, it was there was no two ways about it. Like mm. that's what this was. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there was a uh, you know kudos to a man that lived across the road from the the, the school ran out to challenge this group of twenty people va- actively vandalizing school property, um, and these pictures? cowards, these these awful pathetic cowards, uh-huh. they ran away. Okay, yeah. they scuppered because they knew in their hearts. That it was shameful and despicable and just deplorable what they were doing. Or they knew that it was illegal and they got caught. And they also would have known that. Well, yeah. as it happens in Cold British Columbia, the RCMP happened to be quite close by. Oh, yes? And uh, within a few moments, they managed to catch one of the cars that was fleeing the scene, which had three men inside. Mm-hmm. And all three of them have been arrested. Uh, we don't have any updates on where those uh, where that's sitting, mm-hmm. but the Coldwell British Columbia uh, detachment of the RCMP is looking into it. You know, for me, that's all well and good, but what what upsets me is that these students have been rattled by this. Mm. You know, they came together to paint a crosswalk on school property, mm-hmm. and someone came and wanted to create very explicit anti-gay homophobic slurs. Hmm. Not a good time. Not a good time. All right. We're going to jump to some more Eurovision. Now, I'm going to juxtapose two countries here, Russia and the Ukraine. Uh-huh. Now, uh, as everyone knows, Eurovision has a lot of politics in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, for example, for the second time in its history, mm-hmm. Eurovision has awarded Britain nil point. Yep, zero. No points. Zero points, yeah. Uh, which has only ever happened Twice, one in two thousand and six, uh, and this year with Ember uh, um, by James Newman, I think it was. There is there is a list of Eurovision contestants who've gotten zero points overall, but the UK seems to be getting a little bit more than most. Yeah, that means absolutely not one jury anywhere in Europe awarded them even a single yeah. point, and not one audience member anywhere in Europe 
there was there was no sufficient volume to award the points. My favorite thing though is they kept cutting to the guy's reactions, and he's like, "I'm drinking free beer, whatever," and <laughs> yeah. he's just like, having a great time. <laughs> so Russia obviously invaded Crimea and has been occupying the peninsula ever since, mm-hmm. and uh, Ukraine has been fighting the sort of ongoing battle at its frontier against uh, separatists backed by the Russians mm-hmm. who had previously invaded them. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely a lot of politics here. So it's always interesting to see how the juries of Europe and how the public responds. Yeah. So we have... Um, uh, Russia's never going to win. No, I don't yeah. think so. This is Maniza's with Russian woman. By the way, if you see her live performance, with like it's like a dress on a Roomba. Oh god! It, yeah. it is astonishing. It was a. I was hoping like they would lift the thing over and there'd be other smaller dancers inside because it was something about it that looked like a nesting doll. Yeah. But you know, wonderful performance, very delightful. Russia always sends very charming it was, acts. It was like a great act performed by like a Russian babushka lady. You know, like those old ladies in apartments in Moscow. I was getting that no, vibe. No, no, it felt like the New York Underground. Well, either way, it was fantastic. And then the Ukraine sent Goa with Shum. Oh. And it was also... It this was, was my favorite example. I've, I've mentioned this many, many times on the, sh- on the show before. And I usually use Japan as an example as like the ability to modernize in a way that still retains your, your yeah. identity. This is a perfect instance of like it is distinctly Ukrainian, but also yeah. distinctly modern. It's, it's Eurovision. It's something that could spread like wildfire it's like it could do really wonderful well. and vocal coaches have reacted to this song as being just astounding so excellent we'll be back just after this Every Russian woman needs to know You're strong enough, you're gonna break the wall Every Russian woman needs to know You're strong enough, you're gonna break the wall Что там хорохорится? Ой, красавица Ждешь своего юнца Ой, красавица, тебе уж за 30 Алло, где же дети? Ты в целом красива Но вот похудеть бы на день подлиннее На день покороче Росла без отца, делай то, что не хочешь Ты точно не хочешь, не хочешь, а надо Послушайте, правду, мы с вами не стадо Вороны, пись-пись, прошу, отвалите Теперь зарубите себе на носу Я вас не виню, а себя я чертовски люблю
Ночка весняночка, де ти зимувала Йо садочка на клиночку, сорочечку пряла home of Canada's queer media that was the incredible performances by the Ukraine at uh, last uh, this year's Eurovision Song Contest mm -hmm. now uh, for those you haven't seen 300 no the the uh, I love schlock and I love action movies but it was too much of each of those it like, was like a solid two hours of just loincloths and it no it was a solid two hours of slow motion yeah I, I yeah. couldn't handle it I liked it. I loved the movie. I think the problem is I watched it sober. I can see why that would be a challenge. <laughs> yeah, but it was fantastic. So we recently learned that Zack Snyder had planned to create three of these movies. Mm. 
and he sat down and penned the sequel to 300. Mm -hmm. Now, 300 is about Sparta fighting off the Persians mm -hmm. and uh, sort of based on this comic book, which is based on this sort of ancient lore of mm -hmm. 300 Spartans holding off the, the Persian horde. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very entertaining movie. I think it's like rated R or maybe slightly older or it's it's not one for the, the kiddos. No. <laughs> um, but uh, so Zack Snyder starts and, and sits and starts to write the, uh, the sequel and what I thought was really interesting is he, he he said once I'd finished writing it, sort of going through the creative process mm -hmm. of writing out the movie script, it wasn't really like full on gore, slow mo, you know, invading armies. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really on brand for the three hundred. Okay. But it was a really interesting love story about Alexander the Great. Yes. And uh, his relationship with Hephaestion. So Hephaestion was one of the men that young younger men yep. that uh, accompanied Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great is notably one of the world's most significant and oldest examples yeah. of a, a gay man or at least a bisexual man. Yeah, the, the, usually it's they describe him as uh, bisexual, open bracket, probably gay. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> we don't know that much. We do know also that he was a strawberry blonde because they used to paint statues and they found paint chips on the old thing. So he was a strawberry blonde. But Alexander the Great, I, I, you know, he had at the time one of the largest empires that the the world has seen in oh, yeah. relation to civilization at the time. Yeah. Like, he was phenomenal. So I just like the idea of a story that reflects a historical queer figure mm. with a love story in there, some battle and gore. Yeah. I would pay to watch that movie. I would pay to watch that movie. Warner Brothers won't pay to make it. Mm. So, yeah. And it's... Zack Snyder, like they're gonna make their money back. They're, he's also gonna make the movie at least a solid hour longer than it needs to be. Oh my god! But you know, whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, I get it. I don't think Warner Brothers is being homophobic because Zack Snyder said, "Look, this is a good story. It's a strong story, yeah. but it's not quite in the league of where the three hundred is." Well, it's it's not only that, but you also have to think most of. Most of Hollywood's income these days comes from the international market. And there's going to be a bunch of countries where it is fully illegal to play this movie. And a bunch of others where it's legal. Yeah. But How well would this do in China? It's not going to do well in China. But I would love to see it. Yeah. I, I think somebody yeah. else should pick this up. If HBO backed it, I'd be there oh, yeah. for it. Somebody will, eventually. Now, speaking of movie announcements, Cher has <laughs> tweeted that Cher of Cher fame yes. has tweeted out that the team that were behind the Mamma Mia um, movies mm -hmm. will now be doing her biopic. Now, Cher is, I believe, I mean, she's... She's, she's in her an, 70s. She's an older lady. Yeah. yeah. She started when she was 16 as well. Yes. And she's had two variety shows, an animated series, a bunch of Oscar awards. films. At least films. 37 farewell tours. Yeah, it just, like... Uh, there's going to be a little bit of summarizing. Yeah, absolutely. Unless there's the Zack Snyder cut. Yes. <laughs> the Cher cut. I could see her biopic being a trilogy. I oh mean, my God. honestly, I think that would make sense. But yeah, she's teamed up with the folks from Mamma Mia. She obviously was on the set of Mamma Mia, the, mm -hmm. the, the second or third movie, I forget which one, okay. um, and has worked with that team. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so that was great. Um, we'll have to sit back and see how that goes. Now, what do Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy have in common? Well, they were in that famous 
Halloween movie that everybody wants to hate, but they just love it anyway. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I adore Hocus Pocus. Every Halloween, we bust out the cassette tape. Every like, time I see it, I, I think I hate myself for how much I love this movie. because that, I, The I track sh- Come Little Children, <laughs> I mean, that's in every Halloween playlist. I think it's also... Bette Midler shines under a comedy role. Yes, she was fantastic. Her serious roles, like she's a very good serious actor, but her comedy performances are always her best. So Disney Plus has announced that Hocus Pocus 2 is going to happen. Mm -hmm. The 1993 film that is beloved. And uh, all three of the Sanderson sisters, so Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy, have all agreed to come back in their original roles. Mm Mm-hmm. And we will be able to see that in uh, 2022. So I'm excited. I'm going to hold them up. This has been, people have been pushing this for years. Yeah, yeah. To get this back and running. But uh, we'll have to sit and see how I mean, it goes. Hold on a little bit because you know it's going to be disappointing. Most sequels are. Uh, yeah. But it'll still be something to watch. I am excited because Bette Midler. I yes. mean, I'm just, I don't need yes. to say anything else. Yes. All right, well, let's jump to uh, a couple more Eurovision songs. I wanted to play Malta. Mm-hmm. Malta did really well. She was the 2015, uh, Destiny was the 2015 winner of Junior Eurovision, mm-hmm. which is just like Eurovision, but with people, I think, under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she did really well with that when, when that She was one of the bookies' favorites to win. She didn't win. No. Uh, they came in sort of in the sort of 10 range. And uh, this is Jimacas. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I love about this song is that it's a bop. It's like it's like t- uh, Netta's toy. Um, it's a song that I think will definitely make it into like TikTok and yeah, yeah, yeah. top forty charts. Like we're going to hear yeah. Destiny elsewhere after this. Yeah, for sure. Um, we are playing Switzerland because I thought the song was actually quite boring. <laughs> it uh, was. You thought it was great for what it was. It was. Uh, France and Switzerland both released a song of this very French genre of like slow, dramatic, kind of Edith Piaf sounding songs. France, her song was way stronger in that style. Switzerland was also in that style and I'd give him like a B plus. It was okay. So after we've played Destiny's Je Me Casse, we're going to play Barbara Parvi from France with Voila. Yeah. So we will get a sense oh. of that one. I love the French's. So wonderful, wonderful. Song. She was fantastic. Yeah. All right, we'll be back just after this. Babe, are you hurting? Are you all right? You look like an angel that fell from the sky. And boy, you keep talking, massaging my ego. But you're on a ridge no pick up line. Hell no, what you gonna do? Hell no, I am not your honey. Hell no, I don't want your money. Got it wrong, I ain't into dummies. Nah, uh, uh, uh. So, baby, it's not a maybe. Yeah, I'm too good to be true. There's nothing in it for you. 
à vos amours, à vos amis Parlez-leur de cette fille aux yeux noirs Et de son rêve fou Moi ce que je veux, c'est écrire des histoires Qui arrivent jusqu'à vous C'est tout Voilà, 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 voilà qui je suis Me voilà même si, mise à nu j'ai peur Oui, me voilà dans le bruit et dans le silence Regardez-moi Ou du moins ce qu'il en reste Regardez-moi Avant que je me déteste Quoi vous dire que les lèvres d'une autre ne vous diront pas C'est peu de choses mais moi tout ce que j'ai Je le dépose là Voilà And I'm Sebastian. Now, you want to talk about cereal? Apparently, I do. I, I feel like we must. Uh, it, it Basically, it's that time of year where all the Pride-branded corporate products start coming out, and we debate, once again, what what does this mean and how do we feel about it? Yeah. So, actually, one of the ways that I've seen it summarized in a very succinct way is... Uh, companies hire people, some people are queer, some queer people want their company to represent them, they convince their company to represent them, and then the community punishes them for representing their employees. Yes, there's a good example of that. I'll jump in very quickly. Lego has released the Everyone is Awesome set, Mm -hmm. and that was actually just designed by one of the execs at Lego to sit on his desk at work. Okay. So the team at Lego was like, oh, maybe we should make something. And he goes, well, I I have this, (laughs) and just pulls, slides something off his desk. You know, and I get that. The team at Blizzard had released some branded T-shirts and other products, Mm -hmm. and they got into a lot of hot water. Blizzard's been making queer products for years, though. Yep. And people, Blizzard tweeted back being like, hey, guys... 
we're queer. We made this. We yeah. love this. Back off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, it's kind of complicated. So, I mean, there is that fundamental story of like, um, so the, the, we, we mentioned cereal because Kellogg's is releasing a thing where it's like a little bit like, you know, it's like Apple Jacks and Fruit Loops and Frosted Flakes and they're all in a bowl and there's edible glitter in there. And I don't care if it's labeled as edible glitter. I don't want that in my body. <laughs> Can you imagine the sugar content on that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the stool sample that comes out afterwards. It'd be like a freaky, fabulous version of corn. But anyway, um, so that is potentially corporate cynicism they're just trying to like rainbow wash their products make them look more friendly than they are but then you also have other things like when you have smaller companies doing this like the the local not bear well, also barefoot what's the local brewery that makes the gay beer every year well one of the ones we want to talk about is muskoka brewery yeah uh they have the born this way uh ipa now okay. this is they're running into a second year of doing this mm -hmm. and they they put all of the proceeds to the get real movement which tackles discrimination and they raised <laughs> 9200 for Get Real, and that's all the money off this yeah. beer. And this is how you do it in a way with without getting trouble is that you 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 have your special Pride Season product, and instead of just raking in all that extra cash, although I, I don't necessarily think people are going to get flooded, they're they're not going to get cash rich just from one single Pride product, generally speaking. But if you do take the proceeds from that and donate it, then I think. That is how you split the difference. We have like people in the company want themselves represented. You do this thing, may as well donate the money to people who need it. Mm. This one is my favorite of all. So Skittles is releasing grayscale Skittles as their product. The packaging is grayscale. Because usually they're rainbow. So how do you rainbow up a rainbow product? You do the opposite. So Well, their branding says that for the month of June, the rainbow belongs to the LGBTQ plus community. Aww. So and and I'm like, I'll, that is clever. That's very that clever. That is yeah. very clever and it makes them stand out. And they're also donating up to a hundred thousand uh, to GLAD, the uh, Gays and Lesbians Against Defamation uh, organization. Just 100,000? Well, I, you know, it's still, I, it's a decent chunk. It is a decent chunk. I, well, you know, sometimes we've also seen other brands, like I think it's Converse, has teamed up with LGBT shoe makers mm. and artists to design their range this year. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually very close to buying a pair of Pride Converse shoes. Oh my god! I just I love this the swooshy flag that's on it. I think okay. it's beautiful. They did a good job this year. Um, but for me, it's like you know, if I see grayscale skittles in the store, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah. You know, out of all of the sneakers available in the world, I'm yep. leaning towards these. It, there is that argument though of where are you for the rest of the year? And some of these yeah. companies, I mean, doing a one-time donation like this is actually, it's a good way of avoiding that kind of criticism. It's also a good way of giving back to the community. It's a good way of sort of diffusing a lot of that. And there was that issue for a while there. Like back, about 10 years ago, actually, in the early 2010s, there was a lot of like pride sponsored by winners shirts yeah, going winners, home sense and um, the other one yeah and it was it, it wasn't even specifically about that corporation but it was always like pride branding with a corporate logo underneath yeah they had lots of flags that just had their logos embedded into the rainbow flag yeah. that went down like a sack of 
you know, rocks. Yeah, people were not very fond of that. Well, we have reached the end of the show. Let us know what you think of branded products or our Eurovision choices to showcase. Mm -hmm. You can reach us at TalkCanQueer on uh, Twitter and the Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also uh, find CanQueer on uh, Spotify and anywhere else that you... Um, get your podcasts mm -hmm. absolutely we're playing out with the winner the winner of Eurovision 2021 not without scandal the darkest horse dark horse winner yeah, I nobody nobody thought this was going to win they were fourth from the bottom until the public vote came in yeah it was astonishing yeah they were a runaway lead this song was originally censored because in Italian, some of the words were considered vulgar, so they had to rewrite some of these words. Ooh. And the live performance at the end, where they go back and reprise the song, uh -huh. they did the uncensored version. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we, this is the censored version. It is an Italian. Okay. But it is a fantastic example. This is very peak Eurovision. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it. So, in 2022, Eurovision will be somewhere in Italy... And we'll be having a GoFundMe to get us there. So we'll, <laughs> that's all for us from now. I've been Luke Smith. And I've been Sebastian. And this is Menenski's ZTL Buini. And uh, we'll be back next week. And thank you for listening. Loro non sanno di che parlo, vestiti sporchi fra di fango, giallo di siga fra le dita, io con la siga camminando. Scusami ma ci credo tanto, che posso fare questo salto, e anche se la strada è in salita, per questo ora mi sto allenando e buonasera, signore e signori, fuori gli attori, vi conviene toccarvi i coglioni, vi conviene stare zitti e buoni, qui la gente è strana tipo spacciatori, troppe notti stavo chiuso fuori. Molli prendo a calci sti portoni Sguardo in alto tipo scalatori Quindi scusa mamma se sto sempre fuori Ma sono fuori di testa Ma diverso da loro E tu sei fuori di testa Ma diverso da loro Siamo fuori di testa Ma diversi da loro Siamo fuori di testa Ma diversi da loro Io ho scritto pagine e pagine, ho visto sale e poi lacrime Questi uomini in macchina e non scalare le rapide Scritto sopra una lapide, in casa mia non c'è Dio Ma se trovi il senso del tempo risalirei dal tuo brio E non c'è vento che fermi la naturale potenza Dal punto giusto di vista del vento senti l'ebbrezza Con all'incera la schiena ricercherò quell'altezza Se vuoi fermarmi di tenda prova a tagliarmi la testa perché Sono fuori di testa, ma diverso